What's up, Lashinistas? Welcome to the show. This is the Live Bay Podcast, where we talk about the ever-growing eyelash business. If this is your first time listening to our show, welcome. This podcast is dedicated to helping you grow as a lash artist and or lash business owner. So whether you work for yourself or someone else, this podcast is for you. Hi guys, this is Shauna and Mike Jones. We're the owners of Live Bay Lash. Our heart is to share with you our uphill battle in this lash industry and to show you what started out of a tiny bedroom in our house, extremely broke, has turned into an eight-figure company. We are here to encourage you during your lash journey and to give you guys a real raw version of what things really like. Yes. In today's episode. Mm-hmm. We're going to be talking about how to become a millionaire. Whoa. Very strong topic. Is that like one million or multiple millions? Could be multiple. I like that. Sky's the limit. I like that. Um, Before we get into that, we do want to talk about our Canada class. We have our very first Canadian. Canadian say. Canadian Canada class in Edmonton. It is February 6th. Yes, February 6th. So if you are a newbie or you're experienced... You can take the five day that's for brand new lash techs you're wanting to learn and grow. Um, we teach literally everything. It's not just application. We teach a business side. There's just so many amazing things that we teach you. If you're already proficient in classic, we have the three day, which is Wednesday through Friday out of the five day, um, teaching you volume and mega volume. We have financing available. It's such an amazing hands-on class. There's no other class like it. And you also get mentorship for ever. Ever. Forever, ever. Until one of us dies. Um, yeah. Probably ends then. Yeah. Um, and then we do have our pre-pinched pro maids back in stock. I know a lot of you guys were asking. Um, so we have those in stock. We also have our monthly membership program, which is um, a business mentorship with Mike and I. Someone said, um, well, I don't want to join because I have business questions. Well, it's a business mentorship. So um, we're here to help you, guide you. You have access to us. You get 20% off um, our products. We do one live Zoom per month with all of the members. It's really awesome. You can sign up at livebasedsupplies.com. Yeah. And get a free feet pick. Yeah. Mike's feet. They look so good. So good. (laughs) Okay. So jumping to the episode, today we're going to give you five practical points in order to become a millionaire. I know that sounds kind of clickbaity. You're probably thinking, oh, wow, it sounds easier said than done. No, it's really not. Okay. And this is something Sean and I have done. This is something we've seen other people in this business come up and do. It's not like it's anything crazy. It's not rocket science. But point number one, you have to come up with a product that solves a problem. Okay. I've seen so many people out there. They have an idea for a business. They know the business inside and out. But in the overall grand scheme of things, what does this product do to solve a problem? And I have a buddy of mine. He did this with um, a dog ramp business. He took I a, think we talked about this before. Yeah, we talked about it before, but basically there was a company that sold dog ramps and like stuff for like wiener dogs and the uh, brand itself was, you know, it was good. They had like some social media, but the social media wasn't converting to ads or to like direct sales and he basically bought it for like a couple hundred thousand, the inventory and the contacts for vendors and stuff like that. Went in there, created all these like videos showing like how to solve problems, how to get the dog off the bed without it breaking its legs and stuff like that, solved very specific problems, started running Facebook ads for it. Long story short, took the company he bought for 100,000 into a $37 million company, which he's getting ready to exit now and make a nice little rip on it. And this is not his first time doing it. He started a soap opera hub before out of left field for like spoilers and teasers and like one-on-ones of your favorite um, soap opera stars. Yeah, Days of Our (laughs) Lives type thing. And sold it for like 10 million. (laughs) That was like his first one he did. So just, he's got a niche for finding businesses like that. And you don't, it doesn't have to be lashes, even though obviously 
you guys are here because it is eyelashes, but I'm just telling you, find something that solves a very specific problem. You think about it, when Sean and I show you guys a tutorial, we teach you guys something you didn't learn in your lash course, right? And when you're searching for these types of things, they're very specific because, you know, you learn how to hold your tweezers, you learn how to put the lash on. But what happens if someone's lashes are curling to the left and you don't know how to get the lash on there to get it to adhere and kind of recorrect and get them going in the right direction? That's what these tutorials teach. And we say, hey, we're going to teach you how to use, how to do XYZ using our Live Bay products, right? And that's what you guys need to be focused on, something that solves a very specific problem. Somebody's having a party in the hallway. I heard yeah. it in the hallway, yeah. <laughs> it's a manager's. Um, that's a really good point. I think that's kind of what like started our brand too is, you know, we created the YouTube channel, which is just like a plethora of like just amazing videos for free. Um, obviously that's not to substitute a real class, even though some people are like, I'll just go to YouTube and learn, but it's an amazing library of just videos that are just helping the lash artists, whether they're brand new or they're experienced, you know, there's the business side of things, which obviously we do here too, but um, I think that's, you know, amazing. Like Gary Vee, it's like we're just solving problems using our amazing products. Yeah, and, and what she said about the classes is true too. <coughs> like, yes, do we give a ton of information for free on the internet? 100%, right? I could watch YouTube videos on jujitsu moves, but until I'm in class and learning how to practically apply them, it's never going to work, right? You can watch videos all day long, but until you've got someone like actually showing you, hey, you're using too much glue. Hey, you're too close to the natural lash line. Hey, you're not separating. You know what I mean? Like, until you actually have someone helping coach you through it and seeing it in real time, that's a good point too about the classes. But think about that when you're starting your brand, when you're starting your product. And, and don't just, I mean, look at Sean and I. You could literally take our playbook. Get most, a most of you already do. Most of you <laughs> I'm are, just yeah. kidding. I'm just kidding. You know, get a product line, you know, <laughs> and start a YouTube channel and, or start a podcast and get free information and tutorials and write blogs on it, whatever. You know what I mean? However you want to get your information out there. But again, it goes back to solving a very specific problem. And that's what you guys have to look at when you're thinking in terms of what do I want to sell what do I want to do? And if you can figure that part of it out, the rest of the tips we're going to give you can be very practical and easy. Yes. Um, point number two, and this is very simple. There's really no secret sauce to this, but it's consistency. Um, I think with Mike and I, we have been consistent since the very beginning. Um, I think that the hardest struggle people have is consistency through negative income <laughs> so when oh, you're, yeah. when you're going through hard times and you're not making money like how hard is it to be consistent like what is your motive like what why do you keep doing this and um you know i'll just be honest there's been so many times where mike and i have been very unmotivated and we've had to push ourselves just to be consistent i mean even the podcast like some days like not, not gonna lie today it's like rainy and gloomy it's like i didn't want a podcast you know but but you have to keep moving forward on the days you don't want to. You have to get up every day. You have that choice. You know, be grateful that you woke up. You just got to keep pushing through. And I think consistency is everything. It's kind of like an algorithm, like algorithm to Instagram. You have these algorithms, right, that are going to push you into the positive, right? More views, more um, conversions, more messages, more awareness, more brand awareness. And I feel like life is kind of like that. So if you're showing up and you're doing things consistently every single day, you know, you have a pattern in which you do things and you're just showing up no matter what, I think that is what is going to bring people to you and that's what's going to grow your brand. And internally, it makes you very strong, you know, because we've pushed through a ton of hard times and like you would never know showing up on camera. Like you'd have no idea. But I think that's, you know, why we become successful because we have always managed to just stay consistent even on the bad days. Yeah. They always say that people that um, <clears throat> are the most successful in life are the ones that develop habits to carry them through. Okay. You don't have to be like 
great at it, right? I don't care who you are. You could be the best lash artist in the world. You could be the best just business person in the world, like, you know, just the way you see things and problem solve through life. But if you don't have good habits, like if you haven't developed, you know, hey, I don't feel like working today. Well, you got to stack up and work through it. I don't feel like working out today. Well, I still need to go do it, right? This morning, I didn't want to go to jujitsu at five in the morning. You know what I mean? Like I, I was, clean yeah, she didn't want to get him go clean the boutique at four this morning. You know, like there's, there's just things you have to train yourself, take the emotion out of it, set the emotion part aside and just do it. And I think what she's saying is critical because so many people think I saw a podcast, how to become a millionaire. I'm going to start my brand and I'm going to quit my day job and I'm going to become a millionaire. And when the first few months hit and you're realizing there's no money coming in or clients are sparse, everybody gives up so quickly and they just want to call it a life, right? And so I just think you got to be able to knuckle down, continue to work even when you know, even when you can't even quite see the big picture, right? feels like everything, like you're in a forest, you can't see through the trees yet, but you got to be able to just knuckle down and keep going forward with it. And I always tell people, just like a little bonus tip, if you are thinking about starting that business, Make sure you keep that other job or your main job or your second job to float you through, okay? Because you need that supplemental income until your business starts to take off. Don't dive in with, I mean, jump in by all, like, think about it this way. The more you put into your own business, the more it's going to grow. The more you put into somebody else's company, the more it's going to grow for them, right? But you got to have that income to help put, keep you going through it. And if you don't have that income, you're going to give up real quick because you're going to starve and you're not going to be able to buy anything you need to do for take care of your own personal needs. Um, but more importantly, when you're when you're going through this stuff, you guys got to remember every day, you got to get up. We didn't want to podcast. We didn't want to clean the salon. We didn't want to do all these things. But successful people have good habits, and that's what's going to carry you each time. Yeah, very good. I don't have number three. I think you do. Uh, point three was. Oh, don't spend more than you're making. Yes, yeah, sorry. Don't spend more than you're making. And so here's the thing: the first time, let's say your business is humming now, right? You're making money. You found a way to diversify and have multiple revenue streams off this one thing you're doing, right? In terms of lashes, obviously I've said it a million times, but let's just say you're doing classes, you're selling products, and you have a salon that's generating revenue, right? And things are going along really, really smooth. You're making money. You're doing great. And um, people start making a little money. Then they start getting caught up in being Instagram famous, okay? Starting wanting to flaunt. You're starting to do nice <clears> things. <throat> I struggle with this sometimes. Like we'll do something good in life, and I'll be like, I'm so... I'm so proud of it. Like I want to show it, right? Like, oh my gosh, I was able to do X, Y, Z. Look at what we were able to buy or look what, because I know where I started, right? I know what it was like to be on an air mattress in my mom's basement. I know what it was like to not be able to get my wife a Starbucks coffee because that was our gas money. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I know what it's like to be rock bottom eating ramen, eating shit sandwiches, right? So when you do that, you're doing it because you're proud of yourself. But just remember the second you start feeding into it and people are like, you guys are killing it. You're killing it. Oh my God, you see his car? He's killing it. You see the house? They're killing it. You start feeding it into this, like drinking your own Kool-Aid, this own persona you take mm -hmm. on. You start needing to spend more money, right? I got to have the best car. I got to have the best house. I got to go to nice dinners. I got to, and you start spending more than you start making. And next thing you know, you don't have any money to reinvest to continue to grow. Yeah, that's huge. I think that's one of the biggest things too. And it's funny because like, there's people that just don't understand me. Well, my husband understands me, but like to this day, like I don't care if I'm a billionaire, but I'm always gonna find like the best deal. Like I literally went to Goodwill on Saturday or Sunday. It was Blue Tag Day. Blue Tag Day. <laughs> oh my gosh, it was so much fun. I spent like an hour just going through stuff, but like. Rolling up in a G-Wagon to Blue Tag Day. <laughs> okay, here's the thing. I don't even like that. I'm very private. Like if you, 
I took a break from my own social media, but if you follow me, I don't talk about anything. I don't want anybody to know anything. I don't want to flash anything. I have very many things that I could say and do and show that I'm very proud of, but like, I don't want to be known for that. Like to me, that makes me happy and I want to keep it private. Plus I get very worried about like people knowing where I live and my kids and stuff. I was, I don't know what kind of issues I have with that. But the thing is, is like, I will always find the best deal. Like I will go to Goodwill for my kids. Yeah, my kids freaking grow out of their shoes in like two months. Like I don't care. Like I can find amazing things at Goodwill. Nobody's going to know. But I do these things. I, I don't cut corners necessarily, but I do find like cheap deals. I coupon still. I'll go to four grocery stores if the price isn't right at the other three. Like there's things I do because... I always remember what it was like to be broke and I never want to go there. And you know, when you build your company up and you get employees, like you have a responsibility to take care of them. Like we're not just going to pop up and open and then close because we decided to make, you know, bad decisions. So I take that to heart. I take that so serious. And like, I have that responsibility and also like my kids, I, you know, i Obviously, I don't want my kids to be spoiled little punks, but like I do want them to have like an amazing life and a way better life than I ever had. So that's why I do these things. And then I know like during COVID, that's like the best example ever is when when we were shut down, we were paying $60,000 a month for all of our rents and we had no money coming in. So, you know, and we were paying unemployment claims. Yeah. And we were paying unemployment and we were, you know, just. There was no PPP yet. There was, there was, there was like nothing. And even the PPP we got, it covered one payroll. You know what I mean? So, you know, I look at it and I'm like, well, you know, those were the shops. Those were the times I went to the 99 cent store, like all that time of me, like, you know, saving money and trying to get the best deal that was good because we had not a stockpile, but we had a savings account to where we could pay everything and still maintain our lifestyle. We have a lifestyle that we can maintain and we don't go overboard with things. And I think that's important because when you start making money, that's the first thing people want to show like, Hey, I bought this, whatever I bought this and that. And I think that's great, but you know, there's a limit to it. Just make sure that like whatever you have coming in, you're balancing it out and you're not, you always want to think of it like, Hey, listen, if I had to shut down for five months, would I have enough money in my savings account to float? And if the answer is no, then you should probably, you know, hit the brakes on spending all that money. Yeah. You know, here's the other thing too. Like, um, when you see somebody that has like a nice car or a nice house, just know about 90% of the time they've, they've made some sacrifices to get to that. What you're seeing is the finished product. You're not seeing the sleepless nights, the diarrhea, the trying to, you know, make it through, pay the bills, keep a roof over their head. You don't know all the sacrifices they made to get to that point. And anytime somebody meets me at this stage in my life and they're like, wow, you're so lucky. You're so blessed. You have X, Y, Z. They don't know. They don't know what it was like, you know, when Sean and I were sharing a, an old Jeep Cherokee with 150,000 miles on it. They don't know what it's like when we're about to get evicted at our house because we're trying to pay the rent for the salon <clears throat> first and we're behind there. Like, you don't know all those things. And I think because we went through such hard times, that's what made it to a point where we, you know, always budgeted. If we had a little extra money for some reason, you know, if we had gotten a little bit ahead in anything in life, we were always looking for the next thing to invest it into in the lash industry. We were always looking to add another location, you know, maybe spend a little more on ads, get some more classes going, get our own product line going, buy stuff in bulk so we could keep margins down. You know what I mean? During COVID was a prime example when we were shut down. Everybody else, um, I know a lot of the major brands out there put on their website, shut down until further notice, we'll fulfill orders when we're back up and running. And, you know, we were lucky enough that we had so much inventory that we were able to 
reopen the warehouse and at least fulfill orders because there were so many people out there trying to get their side hustle going. And we would have never have done that if we'd have blown that money, you know, up our nose or party with it or. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, we were on Mike's budget. On Mike's budget. Yeah. <laughs> Boats and hose. I'm just saying like, you know what I mean? Like, and so even now, like, yes, we have a nice lifestyle, but you guys knew how much money was going out this other side of this thing for setting up the manufacturing and things long term. This again is feeding into our future, not, you know, just for temporary, you know, um, Instagram applause. You know, we don't do that shit for likes or applause. We do this stuff secretly behind the scenes because we're trying to set up a better future for ourselves, for our kids. And if we didn't constantly reinvest, we would probably be out the door the next younger, better looking, hipper Mike and Shauna come along. And yeah. But I was going to say, and also just to kind of like on the flip side, just really quick, it's not that it's not bad when people flashed up, you know, like I'm not. I have my own opinion about it, but it doesn't mean that it's bad. Like if you're proud and you want to, you know, flash the new car that you got or the new house, I think, I think that's great. Like, don't get me wrong. Everybody's going to have their own opinion and, and how they do things. That's great. I'm not like knocking that. I'm just talking about like from just our personal, like how we do things. Um, and we've always reinvested. I think like that's what has gotten us ahead is we've always reinvested the correct way. I mean, we've made some dumb mistakes financially, but, um, not not that many to be honest with you so i think that's really important and the last thing i was going to say um you know when you guys invest in your business you're investing into something tangible that you can sell in the long run right like what is the long what is the end game and uh, you know we deal with a lot of cash sometimes you know with our salons because we have a lot of industry people you know in vegas and i never forget i was talking to someone they're like why don't you guys just stuff all that cash in the mattress and not claim it it's like Okay. First, that's illegal. But secondly, you know, when you stuff all that cash in the mattress and don't claim it on paper, you've built nothing of value. I had a girl one time in our membership. She called me. She says, Hey, I want to buy this salon in, in Hawaii and lady wants 200 grand for it. And I go, what do the financial statements look like? Can you get me a copy? And I was walking her through it. And the thing was showing a $50,000 loss every year. She's like, well, she gets a lot of cash. I'm like, yeah, that's great, but she doesn't claim it. So this business makes no money. And she's like, so you don't think I should give her 200 grand? I'm like, well, what are you buying? First of all, she's negative on her balance sheet. She's negative in income. Second of all, do you know the lash artist? If you take over his ownership and they don't know you, are they going to bounce and take all his clients? So you've essentially bought a glorified space with maybe some product, maybe a name that's been around for a couple of years. You're not really. So that's why I think it's really important. You know, people, I understand people want to do things that maybe not pay as much in taxes, but the more money you claim, the better your business does, the more you reinvest into things that are going to continue to bring income and the bigger you can grow it, the bigger your exit becomes in the long run. And there is your retirement. There's your, or your exit into the next phase of life, whatever the next business is you want to start, but you're able to do it because you built a tangible product that you reinvested mm -hmm. into that will cash out and pay dividends. That's a good point. And listen, we don't judge. Like, listen, when I met Mike, like my credit was probably like a 520. I like hadn't filed my taxes in like five years. I actually had like a return, but I just never got it because I never filed my return. So we're not judgmental. Like we understand, like, especially if you're starting your business and maybe you don't have like a mentorship or know what to do. Like we, we get things happen, but these are just like the directions you should eventually take in your business. That way, you know, long-term, like you're covered. You have like, you know, a retirement or like a next season of life. That's a good episode. That's good stuff. And listen, this is all practical advice. This isn't like we're telling you anything new. We've lived through this. Yeah, we've lived through and it. Continue and to. this is what other, I mean, you listen to Gary Vee and Andy for selling these guys, they'll tell you the exact same thing. Just swap products, swap lashes for supplements or whatever they're, 
you know, the product is, I'm just saying like, this is very practical. It does work and you could get there. And this is not a 30 year plan. Like by the time you get to the end of it, you can retire and live three years before you die. Right? Like we did this in, in April, it's seven years. Yeah. Wow. And if we wanted to tomorrow, we could have someone stroke us to check for millions of dollars for this business and right off on a unicorn. Oh, that's fun. We should do that. <laughs> just kidding. I'd really uh, wait till we're almost 60. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, that's all we got for you guys today. That was depressing, huh? <laughs> yeah. What a downer. No, listen, listen. Obviously, I joke around a lot, but, you know, there's money to be made, and it doesn't have to be just lashes, but just know if you follow those steps, remember, find a product that solves a problem first, work the other steps on your way up, and you could be doing this cashing out in five, six, seven years as well. Yes. It doesn't have to be a long term play. Yes. All right. Well, that's all we have got for you guys today, as always. Subscribe, refer someone. What else? Sorry. Join the Lash T. Oh, join the Lash T on Facebook. T E A. T E A. Get yeah. Shauna's feet picked. Yeah. <laughs> all right, that's all we got. Bye bye. Bye. <laughs>